0: If you love Viking sports like we do, make sure you subscribe to this podcast and turn on your notifications. Thanks for tuning in, episode 18 of Viking 360. We'll be talking Ripley High spring sports with Viking coaches and athletes. Coming up, we have interviews with Ripley grad who had success with baseball and softball and with a true Viking. We'll check in with a
1: current starter on the Ripley baseball team, a current closer for the Marietta Express, and with two Ripley connections who are involved with their own March Madness. In the fall and winter sports seasons, he's the
0: spirited leader of the Ripley High cheering section. But in the spring, Ripley High senior Trenton Hilbert turns his attention to track and field competition. Our guest on Viking 360 is Trenton Hilbert, and he is none other
1: than the Viking at Ripley High School. In this season, he has uh, also on the Viking track team, where he has been uh, for this is his fourth year in Viking track. So, uh, Trenton, tell me a little bit about your track career, what events you're in, and, and what your expectations are.
2: Well, uh, you know, I've been in track for four years, and I uh, really started it as a way to keep in shape after football season ended. I really wanted to work out and keep working out, and my mom suggested I throw shot put and disc like her brothers did in high school. So I gave it a shot, and I didn't think I'd like it all that well, and I ended up just loving it, loved everything about it, loved the coaches, loved the people, you know. It's just
1: been a really great experience in track. Very good. And you uh, tried out uh, as the Viking mascot as a sophomore because your brother uh, had been the mascot when you were a freshman. But let's talk about your, your experiences as the Viking mascot over the past three years. It's been a really great
2: experience, you know. And there's been a lot of funny stories, and it's just been a really great time. And uh, you know, hanging out and it's not it's not too bad of a job. You get to hang out with cheerleaders the whole game, so you know there's a lot of ups to being the Viking. And I really liked it, and
1: uh, it's been a great three years. It's been a good run, good legacy. And you were telling me, uh, Trenta, that there was a uh, a Viking football fan who did not understand why you were not doing your traditional push-ups after a Viking touchdown and that led to an experience Uh, describe that to us. Well
2: uh, it was during hunting season and I just wrecked my four-wheeler the night before this big game and my ribs were bruised so I couldn't do the push-ups and uh, this fan was pretty adamant about me doing the push-ups he was yelling at me and want me to do them and i kept telling him i couldn't do the push-ups and eventually he started throwing his empty cans of pop at me and I eventually had to take off part of my viking gear and lift up the back of my shirt and show him my bruised ribs and he finally said oh well you know we'll let you skip on this one but you better do them the next game so i've been doing them ever since then i've tried
1: not to miss any and it's something that you're going to have to give up this year as you are graduating. But uh, what advice would you have uh, for the next Viking mascot?
2: Uh, the advice I have for the next mascot would be to really make it your own. Because my brother, I tried to do what he was doing, and it wasn't working out. You know, people were asking me, you know, do it better, and telling me all this stuff. So I really decided I'm going to do my own stuff, and I'm going to. If people don't like it, that they're going to have to deal with it. And it worked, it really worked, because everybody was like, oh, now this is the thing that's going on, you know. He's the Viking, but he's not necessarily his brother. So, you know, the next Viking, just make it your own, change the costume a little bit, you know,
1: really do your own stuff, and the crowd will follow. So, Trendon, you uh, have been the Viking mascot for three years. You've been running track for four years, but what... Uh, Some people may not realize that you have been also uh, quite an accomplished uh, actor uh, with the school's uh, theatrical department. So, Tell us about that, and you recently uh, won an award. Yes, I've won three awards for acting.
2: Um, I've been doing it for four years, and again, I got into that because my brother was doing it and my mom wanted me to follow in his footsteps and do that. And I took the class, I took Theater One with Miss Iman, the uh, theater director. And we were playing improv games, and I was doing really well at them, so she suggested I try out for the play that my brother was going to be in. And I did, and I ended up loving it, and then the next play I did, I ended up loving it, and it just kept going. And finally we went to our first competition. It was first ever one that me or my brother had ever been to, and I ended up winning an award. So, I mean, that, that really helped keep me in it, you know, these four years, and it's really been a good experience, and it's taught me a lot. So...
1: While you have been successful in theatrics, you were telling me that you have quite different plans when it comes to your college career, and you were uh, telling me that you plan to attend Glenville State College, and you have a a rather unusual major.
2: Yes, I'd plan to major in cybersecurity. It's a little bit of a different job, it requires, you know, a little bit more advanced computer knowledge than it does acting or being a mascot, but... I really want to get into it. I really want to dive deep into it because it's very interesting and it pays a lot of money. So that's all good points on it. and It's a booming career and it's really taken off and they said that the careers are going to be here for the next thirty or forty years. So I should have good job security once I get it.
1: So what do you see yourself, the types of things that you do you see yourself doing uh, in this career?
2: Hopefully working with the military and um, you know really trying to dive into the deep web and find all these hackers and stuff it's it's really a complicated job and uh... a lot of code breaking involved and it's really it's really high-tech and uh, sort of spy-like in a way but uh... hopefully breaking uh... breaking into hackers computers and taking them
1: down making the world a little safer place well, Trenton you certainly uh... made the best of your high school career so such diverse Activities, anything from from theater to track to being the Viking mascot. But now you're 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 winding down here and you're getting ready to graduate. Is there anything left out there as you finish up your career at dear old Ripley High that you would like to accomplish before you leave?
2: Uh, honestly, I I think I've accomplished uh, almost everything I want to accomplish. I would like to uh, place in states for track. I would really like to do that, but. Uh, I did have a goal this year of getting an award at the uh, Thespian Festival in Morgantown, and I accomplished that. So that was one more thing marked off the list, and all that's left is the state track competition, and hopefully
1: I place at that and do very well. Very good, Trenton. And our guest on Viking 360 has been Trenton Hilbert. Thank you for spending time with us.
0: Thank you. Speaking of track, Rube, the state championship last year Lady Viking track team has paid some dividends in the form of scholarships. That's
1: true. Uh, You see that uh, Olivia Miller uh, has already signed with uh, West Liberty University, and more recently, uh, Allison Knox uh, signed a scholarship with the uh, University of Rio Grande. Viking baseball has its share of college players, with six Ripley grads currently playing on the next level. That includes a relief pitcher with the Marietta College Pioneers. He lists his favorite movie of all time as The Bench Warmers, but warming the bench was certainly nothing uh, that Easton Barry experienced during his baseball career at Ripley High. Easton, thanks for joining us today.
3: Good to be here, Ripley.
1: Now you, have, after your high school career, you signed with uh, Marietta College, uh, the Eta Express, if you will. But uh, tell us what are your some of your memories of uh, playing baseball f- for the Vikings and the time that you spent here.
3: Um, some of my favorite memories were, you know, just finding out like who my friends were. Uh, I really felt like around my senior year, the team really became. A lot like a family. Uh, my junior year, we didn't have any seniors, so, uh, you know, that junior class, like, and sophomore class that year, we really, like, stepped up and uh, kind of took the reins, but moving towards my senior year, uh, that was that was something that was, like, really special for me. Uh, I felt like that was one of my favorite memories is just that season in a whole.
1: Easton, why did you choose uh, Marietta? And obviously, things have worked out for you there because uh, you're in your fourth season uh, with the Pioneers.
4: Yeah, um, you know, one of the reasons
3: I was really split between uh, here and a few schools in West Virginia, but, you know, the six national championships that uh, Marietta College has had with the baseball team, the program here, really was the is the final decision with me. I, I really wanted to win a national championship here. And the education program that I'm in, uh, I'm hoping i will becoming a teacher sometime soon um, after I graduate. And that was another reason is just uh, the atmosphere. It's a lot like Ripley. It's a little bigger than the, the town of Ripley, but it still has that really nice hometown feeling. And it's only about about 45 to an hour away from home. So it's, it's far enough that, you know, I have a little bit of distance from you know, the family, but it's still close
1: enough that, you know, if I'm getting homesick, I can go back and see my mom. Sure. And and Easton, you talked about that wonderful tradition uh, they have at, at Marietta College, and that includes uh, major league players like uh, Kent DeColvey is remembered as one of the top uh, uh, relievers in the history of the, uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates. And, of course, uh, Terry uh, Mulholland and I, and I know that uh, a few of these streets as I recall in the area near the ballpark uh, There in Marietta are named after to call the Mulholland
3: You are correct and Down uh,
1: Dan, Dan Sh- Don Shalley had a, a tremendous record uh, over the years as the as the head coach uh, of the uh, pioneers and in your role with Marietta, you have been primarily used as a reliever. Can you explain uh, your role with the program there?
3: Yeah. Um, so, really, my freshman year, we had an absolutely amazing pitching staff. And I had a little bit of a role my freshman year. I, I mainly just came in against the lefties because, you know, I'm a left-handed pitcher. The a nice matchup between a lefty-lefty. Um, <clears throat> that year, I, my first appearance was during community day which is when, you know, the stadium's packed. You know, it's a really great atmosphere. Everybody's there to, you know, really cheer us on. And until, you know, somebody told me after the game, my very first batter I ever faced in college was a two-time All-American. But now, uh, I think he plays in, he, didn't, uh, he got drafted eventually. So I thought, I didn't even realize that until the, if the game was over. Somebody told me that he, uh, he was a two-time All-American. And my sophomore year, um, you know, I got hurt. So I was out for a, a good portion of the season, and then my junior year was really, whenever I got to showcase, like you know what Ripley made me, and uh, I had a pretty good I had a pretty good junior year, and um, you know now it's my senior year, it's my last shot to really prove myself, and um, once again I'm, I'm coming out of the pen, uh, that's you know that's that's my strongest suit, um, coming in just throwing strikes and. You know, trying to get batters out. Uh, I have, I've embraced the role, and I have no problem with being out of the pen. Because, you know, the majority of the game, you know, you get to sit in the bullpen, you get to see how other pitchers are doing, you get to talk to, you know, some of the younger guys and uh, tell them, you know, what their, like, see what their role is on the team this year, where they want to go in the future. So I like to think of myself as a, uh, a pretty good senior leader, um, you know, just trying to,
1: you guys the ways in the bullpen, I guess. Easton, uh, you talked about your days uh, as a Viking, and uh, uh, Viking fans will recall you were a pretty good hitter too in addition to being a pitcher, but that's not really part of the game in, in college ball, is it not? No,
4: no, I haven't,
3: uh, I haven't touched a bat since high school.
1: <laughs> and uh, you talked about uh, education. Is that where you think the uh, future is going to lead you?
3: Yes, sir. Uh, I plan on being a teacher for a few years and getting my master's in administration and going the uh, becoming a principal one day.
1: That's awesome, Easton. Uh, thank you so much for spending some time with us and and good luck for the rest of your senior season with the ETA Express. Hi, right, thanks, Rube.
3: Thanks for having
0: me. You know, Reuben, we talk about the rich history of Viking baseball. You mentioned uh, some of the players that are currently uh, playing at the college level, Uh, Anthony Jarvis being one at Alice Lloyd College in Kentucky, and Lane Casto at AB. Christopher Jordan has been a regular starter for
1: several seasons uh, down at uh, West Virginia State Institute, and we have two players that are up at uh, Salem University in uh, pitcher Ben Mack and infielder
0: Remy Boyce. (music) Graduating with the class of 1977, Roscoe Taylor has been around the diamond of Viking baseball and Lady Viking softball. He had a recent chat with Mike Rubin.
1: We're talking with Roscoe Taylor, gra- graduated with the class of 1977 at Ripley High School, and I was thinking as I'm sitting here in the dugout on the uh, Lady Viking uh, softball field that Ross, between the baseball field that's adjacent here and the softball field, between your success, your coaching, your uh, following your kids' careers, you spent a lot of time on on these two fields down here at dear old Ripley High.
5: Yeah, I have a lot of memories on both fields. Uh, Hopefully we'll be able to build some more.
1: Roscoe, uh, you had success as a player. Uh, We talked about... uh, during your little league career I believe your team was the Daniel Boone restaurant and you guys had a tremendous team and and you were uh, probably uh, the most feared hitter in the in that era of uh, Ripley uh, little league baseball and then you move up to um, high school ball and you saw action uh, as a freshman Uh, three times you made all-conference and second team, All-State, so you had a good career at Ripley High.
5: Yes, most definitely. Uh, You mentioned our Little League season. My 12-year-old year, year, we went went undefeated. Back then, we weren't affiliated with Little League, per se, Uh, so we also were able to travel to Ohio and Point Pleasant, different places, and we won two separate tournaments there. So we did go undefeated for the year, and that was a great accomplishment. When I was 13, we were fortunate enough to win the state championship. Uh, however, for whatever reason, we did not get to go to Owensbury, Kentucky to play the regionals, something i always regret. Uh, I, did, I was fortunate enough to play early in my career, uh, had a good career at Ripley High, loved every minute of it wish many days I could go back and do it all over again.
1: You played uh, a little bit down at West Virginia State for a legendary coach down there in uh, Cal Bailey and had quite a bit of success with s- slow pitch softball back in the day. You guys had some powerhouse teams here in Jackson County.
5: Yes, we uh, did play for Cal down at State. Unfortunately, I hurt my arm and wasn't able to continue my career. So. Uh, kind of turned to slow pitch softball at that time. You are right, we were fortunate enough, we did win the states one time and went on to Louisville, Kentucky and came in second in the region, so we had a good time and it was all Jackson County boys too. So,
1: And your success on the field continued uh, in success as a, as a coach first, as an assistant uh, with Ray Swisher. I was looking at my notes here, I believe Uh, You helped coach uh, six sectional championship teams in seven seasons. That included uh, two regional championships. And, of course, the 1997 state championship is something that you'll probably never forget. And if you were fortunate enough to watch the highlight that was on the social media lately, you saw the reaction after the game, and you were basically uh, clobbered in that aftermath after Joe Thacker scored uh, the winning run. What do you remember about that night?
5: Uh, I, I do remember getting ran after the game. I do remember in the celebration getting ran over. Watching the video, however, I hopped right back up, something I couldn't do today, but uh, I enjoyed it very much. I also remember that, that uh, I, I thought for sure we would win the game. I was a pitching coach and I told the fellows, we played at Watt Park, I said, we're going to throw a lot of high fastballs, they're going to hit fly balls and you three outfielders are fast enough to run them down. So my, it, it happened to work the way we had it all planned out. So That's great. That was great.
1: And uh, Ross, as a coach, you have the distinction of, you had um, coaching experience with Ray Swisher with baseball and now you are assisting uh, Ken Swisher with uh, Lady Viking Softball and although they're brothers they both had uh, great success as coaches in their own way but uh, they have different personalities and different approaches to, to uh, sports.
5: Quite a bit. Uh, actually this is my second go-around with, both with Ken and I also had two, uh, two terms, if you will, with uh, Ray coaching. Ken's a little more fiery than Ray, both of them know the game, both of them have the unique style of putting kids out in the field early in the year, then by the end of the year determining who our best players are and going with them.
1: What's your gut feeling about this year's team? Are you enjoying uh, being uh, with the Lady Vikings and and what role do you play with, with the squad?
5: Yeah, I very much enjoy being around the girls this year. Uh, we have an excellent hitting team. I think we'll go as far as our pitching and fielding will allow us. My role is I help with the pitchers, and then I kind of, if and Ken's right-hand man, uh, and, and do whatever he wants me to do, maybe like a bench coach, if you will. So,
1: Let's talk now about your career and... Uh... You had uh, quite a distinguished career in West Virginia uh, state government, first as a a finance director, as the state controller, and then with the Department of Administration. Uh, What were your thoughts looking back on on your years down in Charleston?
5: I'm very proud of it because, uh, as you know, government is very political and i really didn't know anybody so I, I actually worked my way up through the range something that i'm very proud of uh, as the cabinet secretary it was something new and different every day i was over 750 people and so you never knew what was going to happen from day to day but looking back i wouldn't change a minute of it uh, it was funny I didn't think I had any stress on me because I think I'm pretty laid back until I actually retired and then I found out that I did have some stress on me.
1: Ross, you talked about uh, being proud and I know you have to be proud of your family and you and your uh, lovely wife Laura, they have have three wonderful kids. Just bring us up to date on where they are in their lives now.
5: Well, My oldest daughter Rachel is in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. She works for the state of Pennsylvania as a communications director, doing very well. We have our first granddaughter, Corinne, who is the love of our life. Uh, Jared, my son just recently got married. He's in Wheeling, he works in banking. Uh, Hopefully one of these days he'll come back home, raise his family. My daughter, youngest daughter, Haley, is a WU. She's just finishing up her third year. She's wanting to go into elementary education, and hopefully, she'll be able to come back and find a job here. Because of all my kids, she's my home. She's my homebody.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. And we talked about uh, <laughs> a little bit about your health uh, concerns, and I know if there's if there's Something that you can share with this year's lady viking team in addition to softball knowledge It's the ability to persevere because that's something that Ross that you have had to learn to do over the past few years.
5: Yeah, unfortunately, that's correct uh, Yes, and I the one thing I try to stress to the girls is It's a long season This season isn't won or lost in one of these beginning games stay calm you know, fight the long fight uh, and everything will turn out okay.
1: One more thing I'd like to ask you about uh, Roscoe and that is uh, recently uh, you were selected by your baseball playing peers to be inducted into the Ripley High School Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, what did that mean uh, to you to be selected for that
5: group? It's, it's really tough to put into words. When it happened I got a little emotional uh but like you said i was i happen to be selected by my peers and that's what makes it so uh, so important or you know, such an honor to me that the, my peers thought enough of me to to give me that distinction
1: is there one particular memory from your high school playing days that you recall we talked about a uh, one of your freshman games against uh, parkersburg south and a <clears throat> particular uh, catch that you made later in your career, but anything that sticks out in your mind as a Viking player?
5: Probably the one, the other thing that sticks out in my mind is the first game my senior year we were playing Parkersburg South. I pitched a shutout, struck out over ten batters, hit two homers, and knocked in seven runs. And I thought at that time, man, this is too easy. However, I was wrong. I the year went downhill a little bit after that. So.
1: Ross, thank you so much for sharing your time with me and for what you do uh, for the Ripley uh, community. We very, You are
5: very much appreciated. Well, thank you, Mike, and so are you. After a
0: season-opening loss, Lady Vikings softball has getting on the right track now. Yeah, Rube, a couple of wins over Ravenswood and Rome County, respectively. I know that's exactly what head coach Ken Swisher wants to see Uh, out of his lady vikes and more college baseball signees are on the way soon
1: we'll check in later uh, in an episode with uh, viking catcher tyler haskin who's headed to uh, fairmont state today brian johnson talks with viking senior dane peterson who has signed with the west
0: virginia state yellow jackets Welcome back inside Viking 360. I'm joined now by Viking senior baseball player, Dane Peterson. Dane, thanks for taking the time. No problem. Thanks for having me. Dane, a big win for you guys last night, um, Cabell Midland in town, one of the bigger AAA schools in the state of West Virginia. Uh, Come from behind, Victor. You were down 4-0 going into the fifth inning, scored seven runs in the bottom of the fifth. A big win for you guys, hopefully, to uh, catapult you into a big season. Well, I think – Beginning
6: early in the game, we were at, we left too many runners on base. I think the first two innings, we had bases loaded and didn't score at all. And I think later in the game, we scored. We ended up scoring seven runs in one inning, I think, and that really just pushed us ahead and gave us a lot of confidence. And we really just went from that.
0: Had a real chance to win at Capital too, and uh, lost that one late in the in the ball game. A big hit by Capital on the bottom of the seventh. Uh, but you guys are playing well here early on.
6: I think the game with Capital, we made too many errors, and we got ahead early, and I think we got comfortable with that, and we should have just kept going from there. We just needed to – can't be comfortable with any lead and just make the routine plays is what we need right now.
0: With this being your last go-around as a senior, um, has it hit you at all that – You know, last night was your last home opener as a Viking. You know, all those last-time opportunities. What would it mean for you to make a run uh, to Power
6: Park? I mean, it's been a lifelong dream. I've always wanted it, and I think this is the year to do
0: it. Senior year, just go with a bang. Your pitch, you play third base, you played second as well last night. What's your favorite – where's your favorite place to play on the field?
6: I've always liked to pitch just because I feel comfortable. Everything's on my time. I have the ball in my hands, and it's just everything's up to me. Let me ask you,
0: uh, okay, you got to say it's a 3-2 count, bases are loaded, tie ball game, bottom of the seventh. What's your go-to pitch? Depending on, obviously, I guess who's batting, but you know you got to throw a strike. What are you trying to do?
6: Well, if it's 3-2, honestly, I'd probably throw a curveball because I'm confident in throwing a strike for a curveball, and then, high school baseball a lot of kids are going to be expecting a fastball right there to really catch them off guard
0: what uh what's your favorite pitch to you, if you're struggling a little bit let's say you're struggling to find the strike zone it's just one of those nights uh and you know you got to get one across is it still a curveball
6: honestly probably a changeup because i know my changeup's a lot it's big speed difference from my fastball and then it really catches hitters off guard a
0: lot Being a pitcher, um, you're on an island. You're out there by yourself. There's nowhere to hide. I equate it to what I did, being a place kicker. Uh, When you go out there and you make a mistake, people that don't even understand the game know you made a mistake. Uh, How much do you like that? I mean, I know that's a lot of pressure, but you seem to me like a kid that kind of enjoys that moment.
6: I do. I like the pressure, and I like that it's all on you. You can't blame anything anybody else about your mistakes. I mean – If you mess up, you mess up. But if you do good, it's on you too. Tell me
0: about this team. Uh, Seems like a a pretty close-knit team. I haven't been around you guys a whole lot yet. Um, But, you know, you got guys like Tyler and and Josh Cart and uh, yourself. And then I'm missing one senior you were telling me a moment ago, Ethan Patterson, uh, first baseman. He also pitched a little bit last night. Uh, You guys are kind of the core of this team, a pretty young group. Uh, you got Brody coming up behind you as a junior, uh, so he'll be leading the way next year. But uh, what are you guys trying to teach these younger guys uh, in winning the Ripley way?
6: We're just really trying to teach them the way that we do it. I mean, there's a lot of things that Coach has told us for four years, and then he's been telling them too. But, I mean, you kind of just got to stick with it and keep telling them for it to really get in their head. And us seniors and Brody, we've just been – telling them and telling them and they're starting to get it and it's really starting to show
0: something that really dawned on me about this team last year spe- or last night particular uh, especially offensively the top of that order that's a tough three man stretch to to start out as an opposing pitcher you got Tyler you got Brody you got yourself um you guys really set the tone offensively for this team
6: I think so too and I like that and The bottom of our lineup was getting hits just as well last night, and we were seeing the ball good. I mean, after their starting pitcher came out, they went through multiple pitchers all in the same inning just because we see the ball and we'll take it. If it's not a strike, we're really
0: disciplined, Mm -hmm. and we can hit the ball. So baseball season's a long season. You don't have many days off. You got another game tonight. You got uh, two games on Saturday. You go into next week, you got several games. How hard is it for you to put a loss behind you when you do have a loss and and to just look forward knowing? Uh, It's not like football where you got to wait an entire week to play another game. You really just
6: got to forget about it. And if you win the game, you just got to, you can celebrate it that night, but the next day you just got to be focused on, you got another game today. You got to Win today. Just every every day is win today.
0: Goals. I know you're going to go on and play at the next level. Uh, Have you decided where you want to go yet? I'm going to West Virginia State to pitch. So a long tradition of of really good baseball at West Virginia State and a lot of Ripley guys have gone down there. And I think Chris Jordan is down there right now as a senior. Is that right? Yes, sir. So um, what do you do outside of baseball? Uh, Good student. Are you a a gaming guy? What are some of the things that you like to do to get away and kind of unplug a little bit? I'm really not a big gaming guy. I'm more
6: just – I'd rather go hang out with my friends, just drive around. I mean, there's not much to do around Ripley other than drive around. And, I mean, just hang out with people and just have fun.
0: Dane, thanks for the time, man. Best of luck this year. We'll be following you all season long, and uh, we look forward to you having a big, uh, hopefully, state championship year here at Ripley and then moving on to state and having a great career. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Emery, when you look at Dane's body of work so far this year, he got to start at Capitol in the season opener and pitched well enough to win that game. The Vikings were just unable to get hits when they needed to to knock Capitol off, but then he came back and threw a gem down at uh, Power Park the other night uh, to knock off South Charleston. Not only did he pitch extremely well, but he also hit
1: an inside-the-park home run uh, against the Black Eagles, and Ripley will return to action on um, Saturday afternoon taking on the Ravenswood Red Devils at 1 o'clock. <music> Let's talk a little March Madness. The University of Pikeville in Kentucky is advancing in the NAIA National Tournament out in Kansas City. That involves Ripley grad Luke Lehue and former Viking coach Evan Faulkner as we hear in Brian Johnson's interview.
0: Welcome back inside Viking 360. We're joined now by former Viking head coach, now U-Pike assistant, Evan Faulkner. Coach, thanks for taking some time out. Uh, again, a busy time of year for you, but you've always been so gracious to take time, and uh, we appreciate you doing that so today.
7: Yeah, my pleasure, Brian. Uh, always always a pleasure. Coach, we spoke uh, back
0: during Viking, you know, in the middle of Viking basketball season and uh, talked a little bit about the Bears. Tell us where you guys are now. You've had a, a great season to this point.
7: Yeah, it's it's been a fun season. Uh, unfortunately, winding down a little bit. We we always always dread that time of year when we don't get to uh, be on the floor and, and coach uh, our, our team on a daily basis and practicing games. But we're here in Kansas City. We're twenty four and eight after our win last night. Uh, that moved us to the round of sixteen. We'll play again tonight at, at seven thirty uh, to try to get back to our second elite eight in the last three years. So. It's, uh, it's going to be a big-time challenge, but something we're certainly looking forward to.
0: Coach, as a guy growing up in Kentucky, I know the answer to this question, but this three weeks when you have the uh, Division One NCAA tournament, you have your tournament, you have all this basketball being played, it has to feel like Christmas morning for nearly a month.
7: Yeah, it's awesome. I, I love this time of year. And, you know, what's special about what we're doing right now is this is the longest-running um, uh, national tournament at, at any level of college basketball. So uh, it's also uh, the only one that brings all 32 teams or however many teams are in their tournament to one location, and they play it out till they have a winner. So So a really, really unique setup. You either have to win five games in seven days here or – five games in six days here to, to become a national champion, uh, which is obviously our goal. It's our goal every year we come out here. So a lot of unique things, but, but certainly just just getting to watch and be a part of uh, basketball marches is, is uh, you know, it's really a blessing.
0: Coach, you knocked one of those five games out last night with a big win over Talladega, the Viking, former Viking, big man, Luke Leahy, had 15 and eight uh, big win for you guys. And Luke has certainly been a big piece of that.
7: Yeah. Luke, uh, since we last talked, Luke was named first-team all conference in our league, which is an unbelievable honor, very, very competitive league with a lot of good players. So for Luke to be recognized as one of the top ten players in our league, we, we were certainly proud of that. But uh, just another steady performance by him last night that's you know what we've grown acclimated to seeing. Uh, he's had some really, really big games for us throughout the course of the year, but but we feel like we can always count on him to be around that number that he had last night with, you know, 15 points, seven or eight rebounds. He's he's a steady presence for us defensively as well. So, um, again, we're going to need his best tonight uh, for us to have a chance to win. We've, we've really grown to rely on his production and uh, uh, just really proud of the season that he's had. Coach, talk about
0: him quickly. I know we did this uh, back in January when you and I talked, but... Luke is one of those guys. He's such a character off the floor, uh, just a fun-loving kid. Uh, just goes about his business, never seems to get upset. But when he gets between those lines,
7: the switch flips and he becomes a different guy. I've always loved that about the big man. Yeah, he'll find a mean streak from time to time. And, and as you as you spoke to, you know, part of what we love so much about Luke is is just his personality and, and uh, his reliability and what a great kid he is. You know, we we know that about exactly what we're going to get out of him, of him on a daily basis, whether it be practice or games. So, uh But but like you said, to, to see him, um, you know, come alive when the lights come on, that's that's something that's become a big part of our team.
0: Coach, Benedictine College tonight, as you said, I think 7.45 Central Time, so that'll be 8.45 uh, our time here in Ripley. I think you told me earlier that you can go on NAIA website and watch this game for a fee. Uh, tell, yeah. Tell everybody how to do that. If some of the Viking fans want to want to check out uh, the big man tonight.
7: Yeah. If you go to NAI.org and go down to the bottom of the page, there'll be kind of a section there. That's uh, the, the tournament uh, championship section of that, of that homepage. And there'll be different links there. And one of them will be where you can watch it live. You just click on that. I think it's $10 to watch it. Uh, but you know, that'll give you access to the whole day. If, if you're interested in watching other games so, uh, yeah, I would encourage everyone to do that. We 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 hope everybody tunes in and follows us, and hopefully we can uh, hopefully we can play well and figure out how to win. Coach, give us a uh, dime store scout on Benedict team. Yeah, they're a really tough cover for us because they're going to play a lot of open post stuff. Uh, all all their guys that they're going to play are, are high level shooters. They have a point guard that's uh, just really, really good at making plays. He gets in the paint. He makes the right reads all the time. We're not going to be able to help off of him a lot on the perimeter just because they shoot it so well. So it's a tough cover for us. I do think that we can uh, present some issues for them with our size and and our physicality inside. Uh, So offensively, we're really going to try to take advantage of that and play through the paint and uh, see if uh, we can't make enough plays to figure out how to win it. So this, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the Sweet 16 for you guys, right? That is, that is right.
0: That is right. So you keep winning. Hopefully it'll be Tuesday night. You'll be playing for the NAIA championship, correct? That's right.
7: That's right. Like I said, we, uh, we started our tournament on Thursday. So we would be in that group of people that would have to win five games in six days. If we can win tonight and win on Saturday, we would get Sunday off and then final four on Monday, championship game on Tuesday. How uh, locked in is your team right now? I know uh, it's a little different in college. You spend a lot of time
0: in hotel rooms. That's what your guys are doing tonight, and I'm sure that's a challenge for you as an assistant coach
7: to keep them locked in. Yeah, but to be honest with you, I really felt like that was that was why we performed so well on Thursday. Just our preparation leading up into this game is, has been exceptional. It, it is a little bit more hectic as you move throughout the tournament because, you you know, you're playing back-to-back nights, you're a lot of times last night we were watching, um, you know, Benedictine and Westmont play at seven thirty, not knowing who we played yet. So we're scouting both teams and we'll, we, obviously our team got to watch last night. So we got a little bit of a, you know, live scout on the fly, but we'll present our information to our team for the first time today at two o'clock. We'll eat pregame meal and then we'll go through it again, uh, right after pregame meal. So, you know, the, the, prep thing here as you again move throughout the tournament just gets ratcheted up to a whole new level you really got to be locked in because you know you're not getting to see them three or four different times you're not getting to sit down with your team and talk about it two or three or four different times it's you know one or two times and you got to soak as much of it up as you can and then try to go out there and execute
0: well I encourage Viking Nation to go out get on that NAIA website download uh, the link whatever you need to do get on there and watch a couple of ex-Vikings uh, go for NAA National Championship coach thanks so much for the time tell big luke we said good luck and uh we're certainly in your corner hope to maybe talk to you next week uh reflecting on a championship
7: yeah that'd be awesome i really appreciate the support and and as i said always great to catch up Brad.
0: and rube as we wrap up uh, viking basketball uh, ripley viking head coach luke parsons in his first season at ripley high got an award from barstool on twitter and he might be
1: uh jumping for joy after being selected the most entertaining basketball coach in the state of West Virginia.
0: That'll wrap up episode 18 of Viking 360. Remember, if you like what you listen to, make sure you hit the subscribe button and turn on your notifications. Once again, Thanks for listening. Until next time, we'll see you around.